And, uh, you know, first of all, we thank God for this technology that we be able to have a service and just come right into your home. And, uh, we can, we can worship together and, you know, wherever, wherever the saints are gathered and no matter how small or how large, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Because sometimes we measure success of churches by their actual body count sitting in the, in the pews and um boy this whole thing has sort of neutralized that um i noticed i don't know what our numbers are this morning it might be a little different but uh wednesday night we looked we had uh with those who were also watching the archived version of the service we had over 500 people that of you that's been watching and so you know we praise god for that amen and and uh uh that's that's more people than we could fit into our sanctuary here we'd have to have about three services i think to fit 500 people so you know wow praise the lord it just opens up a whole world i i have a pastor friend um um in dallas who has a, a very small um sanctuary little auditorium chapel and uh i think maybe they seat 60 people something like that but he's got tens of thousands of people watching him preach on sunday morning and many of them are sending in offerings and that kind of thing so praise the lord you know it's just a it's kind of a new day and different and we're trying to learn how the the learning curve to keep up with it but we're doing okay here so i do want to thank uh god for our our team our um tech techie team that's here with us today and um we've got uh, sister Geraldine putting the words up and everything to help us uh, have uh what we feel like is a normal service and uh and then J- jerry and marie raymond are running sound and the the um uh, you know, live streaming internet and uh and we have brother wit here that's helping us with little security and and ushering and that kind of thing so and uh of course my lovely wife scarlet now let me tell you uh before she comes uh to talk to us about giving and how to give i want to um make a few announcements and that is tonight we'll be live streaming also at six o'clock our normal sunday night service uh we're gonna do that one off-site uh in our actually from our home uh, uh, Pastor Scarlett and I will be live streaming that service to you. Um, uh, so we call that hour of power and there's no reason we can't still have hour of power. So plan tonight. If you, if you at all can plan to tune in then. And of course it's always archived so you can watch it anytime. Um, and then Wednesday night also from a, from our remote location from home will be, uh, streaming the Wednesday night service. Um, we will, we will resume normal open door public services just as soon as we get the all clear from, uh, the governor or whoever's making the decisions on this. And, uh, as soon as uh, things begin to open up, we will be back here faithful as always. And, um, that'll be a, a great rejoicing time, won't it? 
And uh, so I encourage everybody, you know, I, I do want to encourage you. I feel like it's my responsibility as a leader and a pastor to follow the directions of the officials, you know, in your area. Um, I know there's, a, you know, we don't want to criticize what anybody's doing. Everybody's got to follow the Spirit of God. Uh, I started to say something else, and I decided against it, so. But, you know, to each his own. Amen. Um, and But we just felt led. In fact, I want to read, Scarlett, if you'll hand me my Bible, I wanted to read one of, if, you've, if you're wondering, well, my goodness, your church, somebody might say, well, your church is, is a, is a um, you know, a, a major faith church and, you know, believing in miracles and protection of the Lord. But, you know, the word is... Um, has to be rightly divided. Amen. So I remember I had a guy one time to tell me he was ripping off all kind of people financially. He, he was, um, building some, some, some homes, some condominiums and so forth on the beach. And he was taking people's equity money and spending it. <laughs> and then they would come down from, up north, you know, for their re- little retirement spot. And he's, they'd find out it hadn't been built because he used the money. So he's ripping people off. And he comes to my office and he says, I'm ripping people off. <laughs> I've been using their money. It's illegal. And he said, but I want you to pray for me because I'm tithing. And I said, well, he says, well, that scripture is still, is still good. He was standing on the tithe scripture, which is certainly um an, an acceptable thing and rightfully so you know but i said he said well shouldn't that cover everything and i said no it doesn't cover theft in other words <laughs> folks we can't take one part of the scripture just one part of the scripture and stand on it in neglect to all the rest that's not balanced is it we, we want to be balanced in our approach, uh, to the word. And so we need to, to kind of on subjects try as much as possible to look at the whole counsel of God from scripture. Amen. And so I wanted you to look at that concerning the, our reasoning for, again, we're not afraid. We're not, we're not having this online church without the public service because we're afraid that we're all going to infect each other or infect anybody. And even if somebody walked into the building and they had this diagnosis, we're not afraid of them because we are people of faith and we believe that we have Psalm 91 protection and the finished work of Christ protection. Amen? And, and all that. But I want you to see, okay, Romans 13 and uh, verse 1. And, um, let's put that up there, Jerry Lee, uh, on, in the amplified because it really makes it clear. And our, our overseer, um, our general overseer, Tim Hill has asked if we can. And our state overseer, Tim Brown, we got Tim and Tim running things, uh, has asked us to, um, to consider this. Amen. They didn't even use the word obey it, but we do want to obey the scripture, don't we? Is the word obey now just horrible? 
can we can't we say say that and it still be in under grace and still be uh in faith amen i think so it says let every person be loyally subject to the governing civil authorities isn't that something for there is no authority except from god by his permission his sanction and those that exist do so by god's appointment let's put the next verse up Therefore, he who resists and sets himself up against the authorities resists what God has appointed and arranged in divine order. And those who resist will bring down judgment upon themselves, receiving the penalty due them. Wow, that's strong language, isn't it? That's from Paul, Mr. New Testament, Mr. Righteousness and Grace. He's warning us here. For civil authorities are not a terror to people of good conduct, but to those of bad behavior. Would you have no dread of him who is an authority? Then do what is right, and you will receive his approval and commendation. And uh, I think that's all we're going to read. Oh, no, that's good. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong... You should dread him and be afraid, for he does not bear and wear the sword for nothing. He is God's servant to execute his wrath, punishment, vengeance on the wrongdoer. That kind of brings up something we should explore sometime, is that even though we're under grace, if you're just going to continually to be, um, you know, a wrongdoer, I think there's a price to pay, according to according to the Apostle Paul, right? In other words, grace does not just uh, negate, again, all the rest of the Scripture. It's a part of it. Amen. Thank God for His grace, right? Thank God for His mercy. Oh, I don't know where I would be without His grace or His mercy. But on the other hand, we want to look at other Scriptures as well and balance it all together. Can you say amen? So this is the reason why that we are meeting uh, as we are in the, in the way that we are. All right, praise God. Um, uh, oh, and, you know, there were some other some legal concerns and that kind of thing that I won't go into here uh, on uh, live streaming, but uh, we just want to be smart. The Bible says to be uh, um, harmless as doves, but wise as serpents, amen? And so we want to, we want to, we want to show some, some wisdom and some restraint and balance and peace and victory. We just go right on and the love of God swallows it all up anyway. Amen. Praise God. I want to uh, share with you, uh, some scripture today and, and Pastor Scarlett's going to join me and we're going to sort of tag team it here a little bit with just some scriptures and, uh, a message. And I think it's a message that uh, last Sunday I preached on uh, trusting uh, trusting in God and that kind of thing. And um, we're going to continue on that theme of trusting in the Lord with all of our heart. And, boy, is this a time to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Is this ever a time to do that? And, uh, you know, the the psalmist said, some trust in chariots and some in horses. And in other words, he's saying trusting in armies or trusting in, really that's the reference to the army. Um, 
But I'll put my trust in the name of the Lord our God. Amen. My God. And that's where we put our trust today. You know, a lot of people say, well, thank God for medical science. And I do thank God for medical science. It would be stupid or foolish or just irrational not to be grateful. But yet, on the other hand, we're in a time today where they don't have a cure yet. I mean, they're working on it, but they don't have a cure for this coronavirus. (laughs) And... uh People that get it, they're kind of on their own, I think, sounds like, other than isolating them from other people. And uh, so, wow, what a time that we can say there's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to put our trust but in Christ. Uh, I don't think any of us here in this room or you that are watching uh, a live stream, I don't think any of us could have imagined even a month ago that what our lives could look like so quickly uh, from something like this. We just couldn't imagine it. Uh, we it's, it's almost like watching one of those Hollywood movies where they show, you know, the, the end of the day or whatever. But um, thank God we know in whom we believe. And that he is able to keep us. And we trust in the Lord, and it really is a day-by-day thing, isn't it, now? Uh, Following the Lord and following instructions. Proverbs 3 uh, and verse 5 is just where I want to expound a a little bit. And I want to show you something here about tithing, too, for those who are tithers. There seems to be some scriptures that promise a blessing. Uh, now, somebody might say, well, that's old covenant. And we're under the new, and so throw it out. But you see, Paul blends. Uh, he said in uh, Galatians 3, remember, don't, we won't turn there, but just, just reference it. In Galatians 3, Paul said uh, that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So the curse is dealt with. But the blessing remained intact. Isn't that a beautiful, isn't that a beautiful, uh, thing that the Lord did? I don't know what else to call it than a thing, but, uh, he did a, he did an amazing work with that because he could have said, okay, everything from the old covenant is defunct and over. But Christ became the curse so that we could be walking in the blessing. And yet, you do know, do you know the blessing of the old covenant even was always Christ. It was never, uh, every, everything that was done, if, if you wanted to take six months to study this, everything that was in old covenant temple worship and all the washings and all those things all pointed to Christ. Did you know that? Everything there is a, is a uh, type and shadow. When Jonah was crying in the belly of the fish three days and nights, that's a type of Christ. Uh, when he was in the pit, when he was in the, in the, um, in the belly of the earth, really, uh, defeating the devil. And he was, uh, raised up out of that. That's the type of Christ. When, uh, 
when David, the psalmist, wrote Psalm 23. Now think of this. This was hundreds of years before Jesus came on the scene. And David in Psalm, uh, 23rd Psalm said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. That's a type of Jesus Christ crying out in the place of death. So the cool thing here, here's the blessing, is that you can take Old Covenant scriptures uh, and count that the curse was paid and keep the blessing. Now, a lot of people say, well, I don't even want any of it. Well, okay, I'll take your blessing and uh, I'll keep mine too. How's that? Oh, boy, that, you know, if, if somebody is angry about all that, they, they don't enjoy the humor. But I think it's pretty cool, pretty good. I had a lady come up. I think I've mentioned this before here. I had a lady come up to me one time, and she was spitting, man. She was so mad. She was all but, you know, her forked tongue was all but coming out, you know, at you. <laughs> and she had found out she had gone to every full gospel church in the area. It was in, it was in um, California in the gold mine area, you know, where they found near Eureka, you know, where they found uh, the original 1849 mother load of gold, you know, and um, that's where I was preaching in church and it was about the size of this church, in fact, and maybe just a little longer, two sets of pews. I just remember being in there and, and they had a door like we have a door around here to the side Well, theirs was kind of up here, which is not un- all that uncommon, you know, to come and go off the platform. And uh, I remember thinking, after the end of the service, she's going to come try to get me. So I'm trying to run away from her. I've got my hand on the door handle because I don't want to ha- listen to her chew out. But as soon as I had my hand on the door, the piano player, which was an elderly gentleman, he stood up and grabbed a hold of my hand. I just want to tell you, brother, how much I appreciate the message. And it was just such a – and he wouldn't let go of me. And I'm trying to get away from him and uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I got my hand on on the the door to get away from this terrorist that's in the, the spiritual terrorist that's come to the, well, you know, her hair was flying all over. I think I've told you this before that she's got on, maybe some of you have heard this story, but she's got on, you know, her glasses are fogged up. She's got tape on them and, you know, she's just a mess. And she's got the biggest Bible I've ever seen to not be like on a pallet with a forklift. And uh, she's got the biggest Bible. I don't know how she didn't have like a shoulder pulled out of joint with that Bible. But if she ever dropped it on you, you're dead for sure. And that is the biggest Bible, heaviest thing I've ever seen. And she's got, she's got flyers and... Um, bulletin covers from every church in town flying out and she's got pens and markers and I mean she's equipped uh, I noticed during the sermon the whole time I'm preaching she's she's like furiously looking through scripture and I'm thinking yeah she's getting argument rebuttal scriptures against what I'm preaching so sure enough I I, I had my hand on the door and I heard her voice Oh, God, here it comes, you know. And so she goes, can I speak to you? You know, I thought, oh, Lord, here it comes. She's going to 
argue me down. I said, okay. The pastor told me she goes all over town to every special meeting and argue with the speaker. Isn't that something? That's quite a spirit, isn't it? So I said, well, okay. I finally just said, I said, what? I knew what she, she brought up Job's boils, Paul's thorn, Paul left Trophimus at Miletum sick. She's standing on scriptures to be sick and broke. And uh, I said, well, you're standing on scriptures to be sick and broke, and I'm standing on scriptures to be healed and blessed. And I said, I don't figure, because I asked her, are you through, after she just let me have it and preached me a message. I said, are you finished? She said, yes. And I said, all right. I said, I don't think we're ever going to get on the same page. So I said, I'll tell you what. You you stand on your your sick and broke scriptures, and I'll stand on my healed and blessed scriptures, and you let me know how that goes for you, and I'll let you know how it goes for me. How's that? We just agree to disagree. And she went, you know, she looked like a blowfish with gas. Going to blow up. I don't know. I don't know. Bless her heart. But I'll tell you what, I'll take every smidgen of scripture that's there. Now, you know, you think about arguing. Is this helping you at all? I think about arguing the word and standing on the word. You know, some people will find one little scripture out of context to try to take away the blessing. And yet it's the only kind of of document that you'll argue like that. How many know if you're going to go to court uh, to, def- you know, you got a case and you're going to defend yourself where contractual law is concerned, your attorney, if he's a good one, he'll pour over that contract to find one line that defends you. Am I right? Or one loophole. Well, like Brother Hagen, when he got, um, when he got healed, he said he got healed on a technicality scripture. He found the loophole. Because, and I think we don't, we're not against any group. I, I just won't even say their names, but there was two evangelical denominations that he, he was a member of one and, uh, had a seminary graduate, you know, as the pastor, doctor. And then, uh, his grandmother went to the other church across town and they were the two leading churches in town, evangelical. He would, they were the best Christians he knew. And they told him that healing had been done away with with the last apostle. Anybody ever heard something like that? Healing had been done away with. It's not for us now. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, not today, and forever. (laughs) We had healing before, and we're going to have it later, but not now. So, like, bummer. (laughs) What a time to be alive, you know. But... uh, he, he, he went ahead and accepted what they said because he said it was the best Christians he knew. He went ahead and accepted the fact that, that they said healing had been done away with. Okay. Fine. He thought, well, I'll just be ready to go to heaven because, you know, he was dying of basically of three conditions. And, uh, 16 years old, he thought, well, everybody ought to read the Bible through once that, you know, one evangelical group he was a part of was they were big about reading the Bible through. So he thought, well, I better read the Bible through before I die so I can tell the Lord I did when I show up. But he thought, I'm so sick and I'm so weak. I don't think I can read the whole Bible. I'll start in the New Testament. 
He got, he had accepted the fact, but it was erroneous fact, but he accepted the error that healing had been done away with. So he wouldn't even believe in God for healing. But he found a loophole in Mark 11, <laughs> 23, that, uh, um, 24 especially, what things to every desire when you pray, believe you receive them and ye shall have them. And so he thought, well, he says, what things soever you desire. And he thought, well, I desire healing, even though it's technically done away with. <laughs> and he got his miracle and his healing by standing on a faith scripture. And he found a loophole in the word. Now, see, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying look for loopholes, but I am saying take the counsel of God and whatever is good there, um, hold on to it. And then whatever is cursed, put it on Jesus because he bore it for us. Isn't that beautiful? So we've got the Bible. The Bible's full. The Bible is full of curses and blessings. But Jesus was the propitiation. Um. First John 2 says that in, I think, the second verse. He was the propitiation for our sins. So the price exacted by the judge, the just judge for our sin. Isn't that beautiful? And so as long as we have Christ, we don't have to worry about the curse. And we sing that old song, I'm not under the curse. We might sing that today at the end because it's a good one for what we're facing here in our country. But, you know, I can't, I can't necessarily believe God for every person, but I can believe God for myself and my wife, and my family. You can believe God for you and your family. Amen. And, uh, we can sing, I'm not under the curse. For Jesus has set us free. Well, I don't know. Be careful. You never know. You know, no, we rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Don't receive that. And if you mess with us, we'll get our cross and garlic out. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. Proverbs 3, uh, 4 gives us some directions, doesn't it, here? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. Um, in other words, it's called trusting experience. Don't trust your experience. Trust the Lord. Well, you could say trust in the word of the Lord, and it would mean the same thing, wouldn't it? Because God and his word are the same, according to John, the book of John, the first chapter. Uh, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. Does it say, in all thy ways, acknowledge the virus? No, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy paths. What does it mean to acknowledge him? Well, um, Geraldine, can you put that up there in, um, in the amplified? Let's see if that sheds some light. Yeah, in all your ways, no, recognize and acknowledge him. Look at that. No, recognize and acknowledge. You know, um, have you ever noticed that if you're in some kind of a school ceremony or whatever, they'll say, we have some people here that we need to acknowledge. That means that they're going to receive recognition. They're going to, they're going to be right. They're going to be, uh, uh, praised in some way. They're going to be 
thanked in some way. They're going to put a spotlight on just those. We would like for our board to stand or we would like for our patrons to stand or whatever. You know what I'm talking about or uh, at an awards banquet or whatever. We'd like our basketball team to stand. But those that are going to be acknowledged, those that are going to be recognized, uh, acknowledged and recognized and be given direction. Uh, we, we are, we are going to, that's what we're going to do in all of our ways. We're going to acknowledge Him. I'd like to tell you about my Savior. I'd like to tell you about my healer. I'd like to tell you about my protector. Amen. And He shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health. Wow, this is a good scripture for us today, isn't it? It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance. And notice this is in the same breath. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all uh, thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Amen. And so isn't that something that that's all in the same breath, and I believe there's reason for it. It just hit me today that if we're really trusting in the Lord, we will also acknowledge him. We will also honor him. And uh, to say, I'm trusting God, but I won't tithe. I'm trusting God, I won't give. I'm trusting God, but I won't, you know, I won't honor the Lord with that. Uh, it raises questions, doesn't it? about how much we're really honoring the Lord. But if we honor him, we'll not only trust him with our lives, with our eternal... Imagine that we say we we trust God with our eternal souls. Because, boy, it's really in his hands once we draw that last breath, isn't it? And so we say, and I'm trusting God with my eternal soul, where I will spend eternity, and yet I don't trust him here with a few dollars. So that's just a little interesting, isn't it? And... um so I think we just have to examine our own heart and see where we are with that. I'm not condemning anyone, but just to say that, you know, we honor the word. And so during this time of trusting the Lord, we can also, you know, be the peculiar people because we continue giving, we continue helping. And uh instead of just hunkering down, as they say in hurricane language, hunkering down and waiting for the brutal end to come. This is not the spirit of Christ and the spirit of, of believers. Amen. So Pastor Scarlett, would you come and share what you have and we'll kind of move along here. Praise the Lord. Trusting in him and who he's made us to be. Uh, you know, the Bible says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And some scriptures about that, uh, that we were sharing on Wednesday night still are so strong in my heart. And even a couple of more, um, that I, uh, just heard in my spirit that, um, our righteousness goes before us. And that, that is such a shield to us. Um, the righteousness of God, right standing with God. And then um, the fact that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So as we trust not in our own lives or our own righteousness, 
But as Pastor David was talking about trusting in the Lord, that he is our righteousness. We are in right standing with God. And we qualify because of Calvary and what Jesus did. We qualify today for full provision and for total healing and help and even joy. Uh, James said, uh, count it all joy uh, when there's temptations, trials, afflictions. Um, and so we can even live in a, in a state of joy right now. Isn't that remarkable? And uh, that is peculiar. We are peculiar people, but that is our promise. Amen. And I just thank God that we can trust the Lord, not when everything's just going perfect and going well, but we can trust the Lord when there's upheaval or chaos or whatever else is in life. We can still walk in that supernatural peace that our Prince of Peace brings us. So I'd like to pray. You want to pray together over um, uh, any, uh, like Pastor David, before he sang today, he said, if you're in anxiety or care or worry, that's not God's will for us to live like that, is it? No, no, no. So um, I'd like to pray for people that are really concerned and worried today that uh, the Bible says we cast all of our care, not just part of it, but all of it over on the Lord for he cares. He cares affectionately for us. Amen. Amen. Well, Father, in Jesus name, Lord, we just lift up those that uh, would 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 have this uh, anxiety or any kind of fear or worry or care and. And, uh, you know, we can even get into worry and fear about other people that we care about and, and loved ones and, uh, and wonder how they're going to do. And, and, uh, while it's, while we, we want to care about them and love them and be interested in their, in their well-being, we don't want to get into worry and fear because that's not helping them or ourselves or anyone. Right. But Father, we, when we think of those like our children or our grandchildren or grandparents or people, whoever, that are uh, friends in the church, loved ones who we might be concerned about. Lord, we cast the care of that right now over on you. And even the care about our own health, we cast that on you. And, Lord, we trust your your protection. We trust Psalm 91. We trust uh, the finished work of Christ. We trust the blood of Jesus that was shed for our salvation and our healing. We trust the stripes that were put on Jesus' back for the for our healing. And that he bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. And by his stripes were healed. And Lord, when it it says in Deuteronomy, uh, at the end of the, the chapter 28, also every disease and every illness that's not listed in the book of law is part of the curse and christ has redeemed us from every sickness then and every disease we thank you in advance lord for this now those that are that are worried and and caring i'm telling you the stress of that Mm -hmm. uh you know i I haven't turned into dr david medical md or you know marcus welby (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I will tell you, Dr. Kildare, I, I will tell you that um, the stress, you know, doctors have said that stress uh, is, um, is is a danger to our immune system. Mm-hmm. 
And so I'm speaking to you, you know, if you're, if you're stressed out over this or freaked out, I, you know, we've heard people use that terminology, you know, I'm stressed out, I'm freaked out, this thing is freaky. Yeah. Well, it's pretty freaky, it's pretty weird. We, our whole nation, we've never walked through something just quite like this before. But I'll tell you, God is still God and, yes. and the Bible is still the truth. And Jesus is still Lord. Yes, he is. Amen. Amen. And he's not fallen off the throne. There's no emergency meetings in heaven. <laughs> there are no, the blue light's not going up there, you know. Blue, you know, code blue, code blue. Everybody's rushing through the throne room trying yeah. to figure it out. Uh, all the best people are sitting down at the war room. <laughs> no, the war, there is no war room in heaven. What there is is a celebration room. Yes. Of what Jesus did. And so yeah. I'm speaking to you. I'm, I kind of sabotaged the prayer, but I'm speaking to you of, uh, that are worried, yeah. that are concerned. I'm not condemning you. Hey, some of this stuff is pretty freaky, pretty scary from the natural standpoint. But see, that's where you got to get out of the flesh and over into the spirit. You really do you need to look at the unseen realm. Begin to worship the Lord. Anytime you feel fear, just just worship the Lord with some of the psalms. Begin to sing them or say them and say, uh, you, the, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Yes. Of what or whom shall I be afraid? That's right. And we sing the old song, leaning on the everlasting arms. You know, what have I, the second verse I think says, what have I to fear? What have I to dread? Amen. Amen. Yeah. So I, you know, we can say I'm not afraid of the coronavirus or any other virus. That's right. We're not afraid of the flu. We're not afraid of the devil. That's right. He's under our feet in Jesus' yeah. name. So you begin to just worship the Lord at home. Anytime that fear or that anxiety starts up, get your Bible out. Take the sword of the spirit. That's right. And use it against those thoughts and you'll have peace and calm. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and move on. And one of the things that you could do is turn the news off. You know, once you got the basic facts, they just regurgitate it over and over again. You're talking about the return to the vomit show. That's what that is. It's a constant over and over and over with the same facts. And they said three days ago, this happened. We know we were there. We watched you. Thank you for that. <laughs> tip you obviously think we're all brain damaged and can't think of what you know what happened but praise the lord you know we were we're so over informed uh but however much news we listen to i think that's how much word we have to get into yeah. and and counterbalance it and and i'll i'll talk back to the tv i'll just say and that that doesn't apply to me what you just said mm-hmm. in jesus name that's amen right. yes praise the lord so if you're anxiety written, writ, ridden, or you're dealing with fear, put your hand over your heart, and I'm going to pray for you. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke fear. Yeah. I say Christ, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Yes. And yes. I command Jesus. every fearful thought and feeling to go from you in Jesus' yes, name. Lord. Be healed and whole. If you've got, if you say, well, I've got a sniffle, I've got a cough, I, I, I think I got a fever. In Jesus name, I rebuke those symptoms. Yes. And uh, don't Thank just, Jesus. don't claim that by faith. Don't go around saying, I've got the COVID. No, you don't. <laughs> you, you've got, 
uh, Jesus and his blood and his name. Amen. And uh, I'm not I'm not saying if you need to see a doctor, don't see one. But on the other hand, you know, sometimes fear is greater than our own thing. Amen. Yeah. So. All right. Praise the Lord. So we're going to sing. Let's sing. I'm not under the curse. I'm not under the curse. And I was thinking as uh, Pastor David was talking earlier about the the cup of uh, the curse and a cup of the blessing. You know, Jesus um, took that cup and even in uh, the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. Well, he, you know, it was God's will for him to shed his blood for us. And to take all of this on himself on Calvary. So he partook of the curse. He became a curse for us that we might be blessed. And uh, our communion and, and what we do, you know, even with the, the uh, grape juice and the, uh, the bread, that we remember that um, covenant of blessing at the cup of blessing that we drink from. And you can drink from that daily by getting in the word that reminding ourselves that we are the blessed, not the cursed. Jesus became a curse for us. So we wouldn't have to partake of that curse or even be cursed anymore in our lives. Isn't that beautiful? So let's sing this together. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not a has set me free for sickness I felt and poverty well since Jesus has ransomed me sing it again I'm not a Jesus has read. 